Welcome to Bat Therapy, psychology of Batman, superheroes, and other comic book characters. Be a fly on the wall or a bat in the cave, listening in on a friendship built out of a love for talking Batman, comics, and the everyday struggle to achieve mental health and happiness. We are your hosts, clinical psychologist Dr. Amelia Brown and educator and comic aficionado Keaton Hopkins. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube and social media and find our Patreon at patreon.com slash therapy. This podcast is about providing education and understanding and is not a replacement for mental health treatment or support. If you're needing help, go to bat-therapy.com for resources. I'm Barry Allen, and I'm the fastest man alive. <laughs> I love, so, okay. Keaton, you gotta do your thing, though, except... Yes, yeah, okay, yes. He is the fastest man alive, except for Reverse Flash and Zoom and Savitar <laughs> and Godspeed. Like, he, he's constantly touting himself as the fastest <laughs> man alive. And so many times, there's someone that's like, actually, you're not. I'm way faster than you. And you're going to have to get faster. But like, it, I feel like he's jinxing himself every time he says it. It's like yeah. when a person says, you know what? I have no more work to do for the day. It's like, oh, mm. you or, just did it. <laughs> yep. Or if you work in healthcare, you don't say it's been quiet. Mm -mm. <laughs> right, mm -mm. right, right, yeah. Don't do it. Yeah, yeah that's man. true. He does jinx himself. See, my favorite part of the intro is when he's like, I'm just an ordinary forensic scientist. I'm like, Dime oh, a yeah. dozen. Yeah, so many of those. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah, he's like, I'm just a regular, everyday, normal forensic scientist. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Like, no one right, can dude. just do that. Like, I, yeah. I love that he puts it, like, next to every other job. Like, I understand that every job is important, but, like, yeah. you're selling yourself short at this point saying, I'm just a regular forensic scientist. Like, no one introduces themselves that way. No, not at all. So like, funny. it's to the point that if someone were to introduce themselves that way, I'm like, you're begging me to ask you about your job, and I'm not going to. Like, <laughs> that's what it feels. That's no big deal. I just, uh, you know, yeah. I just solve crimes. Yeah, no, I just yeah. solve crimes every day. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So, you like coffee? Like, just completely yep. gloss over what he just like, really? You're not going to ask me? I'm like, nope. Oh, yeah. You're begging yeah. for it. <laughs> I to I'm totally with you on that. So, yeah. before we get going, though, we do need to plug our Patreon. Okay, so yes. Our Patreon page, so uh, patreon.com slash bat therapy. Uh, we actually, just yesterday before recording this one, so uh, we have the Arrow episode. We had to yes. keep going with the Arrowverse. We got the Flash episode. So preparing for Flash, I watched the Flash versus Arrow episode, which is season one, episode eight. Yes. I was cackling to myself. And I said, oh, my God, Keenan, I have to do a bat screening for this. So don't so forget much about fun. It. It's so much fun. So essentially, like, if you ever watch Science. Mystery Science Theater. Mystery Science Theater. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, that kind of thing where we've got it playing. We're making our comments. We're being goofballs. If you're interested in that sort of thing, check out the page. Um, we've got other stuff, too. Um, Keaton's starting up a Keaton's Collectibles. So you can see all the random stuff he's yes. got in the background in YouTube I have... videos. A lot of nerdy things, and so I would love to show them off to you. And so, yeah, we're, that'll be something in addition that you get access to when you subscribe to our Patreon. Yes. And why, why 
Why do we have a Patreon? It costs money to do a podcast. Yeah, and it's <laughs> not a lot. It's like three bucks a month or five bucks a month if you're rich. Yeah, yeah. We've yeah. got two different levels. We're keeping it simple. Um, we're making sure that there's not money is not required for all the mental health psychology stuff we talk about there. We, we don't want money getting in the way of that. This is just like fun, random stuff that if you like listening to us, theoretically, you would like, like being able to know ahead of time, what our recording schedule is, um, seeing behind the scenes videos where you sometimes might actually be able to hear from Bill who kind of does the tech stuff behind the scenes. He does exist. Um, and, uh, we're hoping to gather some people too. So, you know, you can vote on content and topics and all sorts of stuff. So anyway, that's our boring plug. We did want to put it in there, especially because we just freshly watched that flash versus arrow, which if you remember that episode, it was great. Flash gets struck by arrows multiple times and it's great every single time. It is excellent. Again, Patreon, it's like three bucks. It is, it is cheaper than a large fry at mcdonald's it's cheaper than a medium fry no it's at not mcdonald's yes french no, fries at not. mcdonald's have gotten so expensive now i don't believe you is that serious seriously i'm dead serious i went to mcdonald's the other day and i got a mcdouble and a fry the french fries cost more than the burger it, it, yeah but it, yeah it's potatoes. i know i know i know i know and i and here's what's even funnier i got it because I had been watching The Flash and they go to Big Belly Burger all the time. I'm like, you yeah. know what? I could go for a burger. And the closest one to me was McDonald's. I wouldn't have gotten the least miserable burger had I it not been the closest and late at night. But yeah, I digress. But That's yeah, it's sad. No, it's not sad because we can get people to come to our Patreon because they realize go. it's cheaper than French fries. It's cheaper and healthier. Yes, mate. You yes. Know. We're, Your we're good for a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Barry the licensed Allen. professionals part is healthy. I don't. I'm. <laughs> you get. You get what you pay for. With you get me. Me. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, we're really selling ourselves now. Okay, Barry Allen, our regular, everyday, normal Joe Schmo forensic scientist. Yes. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> the, so. <laughs> in tra- Okay, a lot happened because we're only doing season one. Right. What happens in that season, though? It does. It does because he gets like I and it is with the lore that he gets struck by lightning. But in this, they also have a particle accelerator explode. Mm. And Flash is one of the people that were affected because he gets struck by lightning at the same time the particle accelerator explodes. So he gets powers. And one thing that's really funny to me about this universe is all of the people that got powers from the particle accelerator exploding, they somehow developed powers based off of whatever they were doing yes. at the time. Like, and, and my favorite is the, the very first episode that they, they do weather wizard who they change him because in the comic books, he normally has like a contraption that like, controls the weather but in this he's a meta human with the power like he has powers kind of like uh aurora monroe storm uh he has powers kind of like uh her uh but the reason he got these powers was because when the particle accelerator exploded he was in an airplane during a thunderstorm <laughs> so-, so i know it's goofy i kind of love it though oh I, yeah i love that they got 
so creative with the different metahumans and yeah. and yeah connecting the powers to something going on around i think that's so cool and then you add on top of that cisco always like coming up with all the names oh for yeah them, absolutely also just adds to the fantasticness of it i i do love it i didn't know so you know i'm i'm not as familiar with flash in the comics unless it's flashpoint or he's hanging out with batman because i'm obsessed with batman but right. um that is really interesting about how they kind of shifted things for the show and they brought in reverse flash like super quick. Also, by the way, I'm assuming that if you're listening to this, you are aware that we always spoil everything. So yes, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> if, if you don't Plus, remember the season and you want to walk to not be spoiled first, go watch it now. So I say Pause it came us. out like 2012 or something like that so like yeah, you've, you've had, had your chance you've had time yeah, it's so, you're gonna you know, be I don't okay. feel too bad but yeah like they bring in reverse flash super i mean like season one well, you have to you absolutely yeah, have to true. and like well the thing i'm not gonna lie if we're talking about villains that have television appeal mm. it is reverse it is reverse flash it that's the reason it's the reason why they had to turn arrow into batman because they ran out of good villains for him immediately. They're like, oh, we mm. did Malcolm Merlin. Oh, we did Count Vertigo. Oh, we did Sebastian Blood. Um, I guess Ra's al Ghul. I guess that's all we got <laughs> left. Like, that's, I don't know what to tell you. Right? Because, and yeah. a lot of Flash's villains are also so quirky too, like Captain Boomerang, uh, Captain Cold. Oh, Captain Cold. Oh my God. It's just so corny. In he has show. the fun. He, his accent's so fun. Like it's, it's so fun. and then his brother Heat Wave. Like they're all mm. so quirky. They're all, they're, yeah. And, and so they needed a villain where it's like, okay, I have to actually worry about this person. And mm. so, and yeah. plus, given the Flash's backstory, and it was one of those things like, all right. Let's go ahead and flush this out because we knew I was always excited because I'm like, okay, even though reverse flash is the main villain of this season, one, they don't know about him at all. And he's right under their nose the whole time. But also you, you know, he's coming back. Like no matter what they, what happens mm -hmm. at the end of this season, it's like reverse flash is not dead. He's coming back. He's too petty to not to. I don't think he could, you couldn't kill Reverse Flash because he's too petty for you to just let him die. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking time travel. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I, I think there are a lot of things that make, make Barry Allen shifting into superhero status very interesting in, in terms of the villains. So yeah, there's the whole metahuman component to it. So what created him into a hero is creating all of these people who are quote, you know, supposed villains or whatnot. And mm -hmm. They even have like an episode or two where there are people struggling to control um, the, the powers that they have. And they're just, I guess, not as lucky as Barry in terms of like the, the one woman who like detonates everything like bombs, which like mm -hmm. what a sucky power. Right. She, she's essentially rogue, but she detonates everything. Don't worry. They can just lock her up and throw away the key underneath so, there. Yes. <laughs> underneath the so particle. Of you're hitting one of the things about the villains that is very interesting. I so, hate that. It's yeah. so bad. So what do you do with the villains? And that's an interesting thing here. So especially with the like Flash versus Arrow episode, 
all the people around Barry are like, be careful of Arrow. He's, you know, he kills people and blah, 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 blah. And okay, yeah, he kills people and stuff. And he also has his own prison. But his prison is kind of for like war criminals instead of people who have right. like biological things happen to them. And plus, there's, it yeah, and... plus there's still government oversight. Like True. Argus, Argus I mean, is sketchy. running it. It's Argus, super yeah, it's like oversight. Argus and like Amanda Waller and the Suicide Squad. Yeah. But still, but it's at not least... a bunch of scientists saying, "Hey, I'm gonna go lock you up in in our like isolation chamber." Right. Every Flash episode ends with a missing persons case. Yeah. Like, also, I love how I'm making a voice for being nerdy when I'm a nerd, and I I don't know why I'm I'm like making the sound. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's what you, nerds sound like. <laughs> we all sound like that, right? We all feel like this. <laughs> yep, so, that's you're us. So, <laughs> you're so right. Every episode ends with a missing person's case. That's yeah, so because every bad. time, yeah, every time they flash fights a meta, they have cells underneath the particle accelerator that will nullify their powers. So they just lock these people up, mm-hmm. and that's just it. So and the, job... most of them, you never see them ever again. Well, except if Reverse Flash lets them escape, and then right. he lets them die. But like, so who <laughs> who's in charge of feeding them? Right, like there's no they they obviously don't get time outside of their cell. Yeah, right. Like it's pretty. It's pretty. It's it's I, it's, it's to the point that it's a plot hole that I just let them kind of gloss over because I don't even know who's paying for star labs to even be open who's paying for their technology they don't have a rich billionaire backing them because i don't think it's i don't think it's oliver queen because during those seasons oliver queen is broke at that point so it's not him yeah so it's not him financing all the the grants that they potentially had would have been pulled by this point yeah absolutely question who's paying for it who's making sure they get fed um it's it there, so, okay, I accidentally went into season two, uh, so I don't know if it was in season one or season two, but it's a certain point, um, what's his name, um, Iris's dad, who Joe, also raised yeah. Barry, John? Joe. Joe, Joe West. Joe, yeah. yes, Joe. God, the I'm best. so terrible with names. So Joe, he goes to, I think, the DA or someone, and he goes, so hypothetically, if there was, like, a place where people were doing high security, keeping these metas. And she essentially was like, she was like, you would be in so much unbelievable trouble because you were like, you were keeping people against their will. You're kidnapping. She like listed off all these like terrible sounding legal, like criminal things. Yeah, because they never get, they never get a legal system. They never get access to things that they might need because this is essentially someone like if, you have to imagine if someone were, because we've talked so many times before about how much mental health and physical health go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about someone suddenly getting essentially a mutation and yep. a new power, physical. Yep. That's going to manifest mentally. And oh, yeah. the flash, the, the team flash is like, forget all that. You blew up that car. We're going to put you in our jail and lock you up and throw away the key. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's and, it. And so here's the thing. They, they're they always talking about all this guilt they feel for what they did. Blah, 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 blah. But they're not, you never hear them talking about like, okay, so wh- how are we helping to support people who could develop treatments for these people so that they can 
manage their powers better. I mean, they think about it like briefly for someone and then that person like explodes or something, but yeah. Um, yeah, it, it is, it is very interesting. So like it, at first Barry's kind of special. I mean, later on Cisco and some other people like start developing stuff and whatnot, but like it, it so he's kind of like the special one who yeah, became only, hero yeah. versus villain. And um, so he's putting away all these other people who went through essentially the same thing, but just kind of didn't luck out in certain ways. Yeah. And that was a thing that bothered me too. I'm like, why is it Flash is the only one that didn't, that that was like, I'm going to be a good guy, not a villain. Is it because he's a regular everyday forensic scientist? Like, what is it that <laughs> made him different? Whereas everyone else is like, man, guess I got to rob a bank. That I mean, I don't know what else to do with these powers. I mean, I can just make explosions. I don't, you know, I could open a fireworks company. I feel like that would be great, but you mm. know, maybe I could just hurt people. Like that's one thing that I don't really understand. Like I don't, there's, there's hardly, and I feel like they address it later on, but yeah. for the most part, no one that got meta human powers in this use them well, so, except for. So here's Black, my the theory. Flash. Here's my theory. So probably we're just seeing the extremes of personality in terms right. of how how you as a person would psychologically respond to spontaneously this event happens for some of them like a lot of traumatic stuff too you know you end up in a coma or your friends die or other things um so there are going to be a variety of ways that you respond but in general there are patterns of, of response and, and for any kind of personality trait or type of response, there's like a bell curve. There's like a, you know, there's what the average person does. And most people kind of are toward that average in some way. And then you've got people on the outskirts. Right. And so I, I think it's realistic. I will argue that it could be realistic that it seems this way, especially the first year or the first few years after the event, when everyone's just like discovering that this is happening. Um, and, and you know, people have to kind of come to terms with the fact that like there are superpowers and all these things happening now. Uh, because probably most people are going to be like, oh shit, don't right. let anybody see that. Right. <laughs> or like, Oh, I can, I can control the weather. Well, I'm just going to have the most kick-ass garden of anyone on my street. Um, but I'm not going to let anyone know this is happening because someone's going to put me in a lab and dissect me, right? Maybe like, I can be... cure world hunger. <laughs> like <laughs> It's going to, I think, I think most people would try and find like subtle ways to use it or hide it or try and pretend it's not there versus you have people with powers they can't hide um, or have poor control over. Or just in terms of personality, they might be a little bit more on the outskirts where they're more likely to put themselves on display, um, like doing things outside of like the norms of society. So right. I, I could I could maybe and, see that that we're just noticing the people, you know, on the outskirts of the bell curve. Well, you also have to remember, it's all based on what you were doing when the particle accelerator exploded. So yeah. if you were getting a manicure you just oh, have no. really phenomenal nails at all times. That's okay, your that's superpower. Better than I, I was I was picturing like those really long nails. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like uh, right. Ripley's Believe It or Not level. And I was yeah. like, oh no. Yeah, you just have super glamorous nails. Yeah, just at all yeah. times. It's just like, boom. 
Ooh, what would be other cool ones or, or silly ones? Oh gosh. I, I could, oh wow. That it would be fun because it's, it's so funny because when the particle accelerator exploded, they always do flashbacks to it. They do so many mm-hmm. flashbacks to it because every time they do a villain of the week, they need to let you know like, oh, this person can turn into water because they were in a car wash when the particle accelerator <laughs> exploded or they were in a swimming pool. So now they can control water or they were they work as an electrician. So naturally they have electric powers like it doesn't yeah. even all yeah. of them don't even make don't even make sense but it's 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 fun and and quirky i think my favorite grew a tail you know like someone who works at the vet or they were petting their cat now they have a tail maybe but i'm willing to bet grod took them out first because that's another thing that i do love because i remember when they first said they're making a flash show i'm like i bet they don't do gorilla grod it's too ridiculous it's too (laughs) ridiculous a psychic a psychic superpower gorilla there's no way they're going to do it. First episode, they show Grodd's cage, and I'm like, shit, they're going to do it. Like, I could not. I was, oh, they were I was not so afraid. excited. That I, that I appreciate. They were not afraid. I was so ridiculous. excited because I remember watching it with uh, with Colleen, and I was like, I bet they don't do Grodd. Colleen's like, I bet they do. And immediately they showed the cage, and I was like, and Colleen's like, boom, they're going to do Grodd. So I think this is a good time to like contrast. So I think it was your idea to do Arrow and and then Flash, yes. you know, Arrow versus it, which I love, especially because of the contrast. And I mean, like you and I kid all the time, like, oh, it's, you know, they try to do Batman and Superman, essentially, you know, like it's, it's, it, it gets a little ridiculous. The kind of, the character, the characters are kind of skewed from, you know, your baseline. I comics. mean, they but- even do. They even do Star Labs. Star Labs is normally with uh, That's true. with Superman, and so That's, yeah, I've they, never even thought about the Star Labs yeah, part. You're so they right. Don't even, yeah. So so yeah. Aside from all that, it is really interesting to contrast these characters. And I mean, you you have the like super serious life and death, kill a bunch of people, vengeance on people ruining the city. Um, seeing the dark side of things, uh, right. having to overcome your trauma. And then you have this person who also dealt with some really traumatic stuff at a young age, but like people talk about him, always have a positive outlook on life. He he grew up in a, in a different way than Oliver in a, in a lot of, you know, facets. Um, yeah, he didn't have that like crucible that, that Oliver had yeah. where it's like, I'm going to fight for my life for exactly. five years. And that's how I became always, a superhero. I mean, he's always had his dad in the back of his mind and wanting to save his dad from being in prison for falsely being, you know, convicted of his mom's murder. So, I mean, it's not that he doesn't have like a crucible in a certain way, right? but it's different. And he also, it's kind of all he's known versus Oliver went from, you know, kind of spoiled, not really having consequences to death and destruction, right? You yep. know, like he really had this huge shift. And so it's it's really the contrast is really interesting because Flash is almost like Spider-Man vibes in terms of like yeah. the energy and the positivity and the goofiness of things. And um I, I think it's cool that to to see those two characters too when they come together, just like how different you can be as superheroes from each other. Well, and part of it is also because if we're comparing and contrasting Arrow and the Flash, Flash has a support system from episode one. 
That's very true. From episode one, uh, Dr. Harrison Wells secretly reverse flash, but yeah, such right. a great mentor as Dr. Harrison Wells. He's it's there. Yeah. Cisco's there. Caitlin's there. Yep. He lives with Joe, who's yep. also like his one of his like supervisors at work. He's best friend slash in love with his sister Iris, which sister esque because they're not actually related. Yeah. But Joe took him in after uh, Barry's uh, dad Henry went to prison, and so he has all of these people yeah. around him, and most of them from very early on know his secret. Like I think the last one to find out in that group is Iris because immediately mm. Dr. Wells knows Kate, uh, Caitlin, Dr. Snow, she knows Cisco knows immediately Joe finds out very quickly afterwards. So they do things like cover for him. They help him use his powers. Yep. They help him fulfill his powers, which who better to train you to be a good superhero than your absolute arch nemesis. Like, intriguing question right like that's pretty yeah. that's pretty that's pretty good it's like oh no i i'm gonna make you the best hero ever isn't that interesting too and and it it, it it's a whole mind it, it, it's it, it's very twisty for barry allen especially as he's coming to terms with wait a minute essentially an arch nemesis of mine why is he helping me so much like that's that's such an interesting plot line that does line up with reverse flash in a lot of ways because he can't exist without the flash even though right. he hates the flash the whole so thing he's like yeah. no you have to get faster because i'm not sticking around here forever exactly it's so it's so interesting just how they're interwoven together and yeah. I, I think it lines up kind of well, too, in terms of the Flash, Barry Allen's mentality and how he kind of goes about things is that, I, yeah, even even the villain is helpful and yeah. even the villain cares about yeah. him, but hates him, but also cares. Well, yeah, granted, it's confusing, but I love how they do reverse Flash in this show because he's still like absolutely diabolical. But he's so much more likable. Like in the comic books, whenever Reverse flashes around, it's like watching someone with superpowers just constantly throwing a temper tantrum at one person they don't like. Like Reverse Flash in the comics is just like, oh my god, dude, really? You went back in time and punched this dog? Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, can yeah. we get on with it? But this Reverse Flash, he's like, he he embodies like that. Harrison Wells, like, I'm going to give Barry a good life lesson. And mm -hmm. it screws with us so yeah. much because we're like, yeah, that's such a good point. And then he he's he's pretending to be handicapped, which also, wow, bro. Yeah. Wow. And then, but like, he, he, he rolls off and then he goes into his secret room and I'm like, damn it, that's right. You're evil. I keep forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. And and you see that struggle happening with multiple characters too. Um and oh man, and one of the things we haven't even talked about with Barry so okay, they figure out what is happening with Harrison Wells and at the same time Barry Allen and Iris finally connect. And then he accidentally goes back in time. 
and then not accidentally he completely screws up the timeline now i mean granted cisco doesn't die when he screws it up i mean like there are some benefits in there um but he's he he purposely changes the timeline and then all of these things change so everyone has to relearn that harrison wells is reverse flash and it's so interesting uh to see how kind of how things line up differently people almost need like diff some people need a lot more to get to where they were gonna gonna get with discovering who harrison wells was because they didn't come upon it on their own especially cisco he has like the flashbacks and like what's going on with me because he yeah he goes through his own thing where he's like what's going what's going on here why am i seeing this and then it's let me say it's such a good feeling when you're upset or nervous about something and someone validates what you're Mm. feeling yeah. Because he goes through it and then finally like Barry mentions it. Cisco's like, Yes, okay, it's not just me. It is something like that's always been such a good film. Especially like yeah. if it's if it's someone like me, it's it is unhealthy to be an overthinker, right? I know I'm an overthinker. There's but, underthinking, then there's overthinking, absolutely. But sometimes it is good to be like, okay. I was not overthinking that. That actually was a yeah. weird situation. And I'm glad it's not just me. Like, it's not. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I remember seeing that part and being like, See, and mm, that's, love that. <laughs> well, and that, that was one of the interesting things, too, is um, when he essentially changes the course of things and, and it's more artificial there's more secrecy that happens. There's not as much of that natural flow of people coming on board together. Like in the, the, the natural timeline, I don't know what better, better original, original timeline, Joe, he isn't trusting Wells. And so he asked Cisco along and then the people kind of form these connections with each other and they all are kind of moving together versus I I forget exactly how Barry changes things, but things are clunkier from there. Right. And people don't believe him when he, Joe doesn't believe him when he brings something up, even though Joe was one of the first people to really question Wells. And it's so interesting to see. And and I, I found it believable. I feel like it was just, um really the chains of events and these small little things can add up to big ripples mm-hmm. um so very interesting thing and once again like super trippy for barry who's just trying to get his feet under him and then whoops i ruined the timeline what do i do now oh right. now iris hates me and she doesn't want to be with me anymore i'm sad <laughs> it's it's that constant back and forth thing where it's just like oh you please just tell her and it's this is something that happens in every single superhero show and comic book and movie where it's like, I can't tell them because if I, I have to keep it a secret in mm. order to protect them, that does not protect them. Mm. It doesn't protect them. If anything, because it being ignorant of something, it's one of those things. It's such a thin line. Like, yes, yeah. it's, it is good to not always be worried about something but something on this level if 
you're this close to them and they're your best friend and you see them every day and you're constantly letting them down because you're out fighting crime and stuff like at mm-hmm. a certain point you need to come clean to them because otherwise from their point of view you're just not being a good friend and they never have good excuses they yeah. always have the worst excuse. oh my god i'm so sorry i missed your bachelor party bro uh mail truck broke down and and i had to help him uh with uh stamps because he he lost his stamp like they always have the worst excuses ever for missing monumental things like oh man i'm sorry i missed the birth of your child i just i tripped and i was out of socks and i had to go to kmart and then the the kmart wasn't Kmart's open closed. right yeah it's always they have the worst excuses ever and at a certain point i'm like yo just tell them because if i were them i would be like you're a horrible friend like yeah. you're just you're just a horrible friend at this point i mean I think, though, because you do have to protect your identity, right. because it, if if people find out who you are, then yes, some people are going to cross those lines and attack you from the personal side of things, right. um, the private life side of things. So I get that. And also, not everyone's a good liar. So just because you care about someone and you might trust them in certain ways with your secrets. It's still hard to keep those kinds of secrets. So I definitely see reasons for some of this. Now, that being said, in this scenario, yeah, it, it does seem like the main reason is like to protect her. And and Joe also asks him not to and you know, he's trying to respect all that. But like, yeah, it's it's one of those things that's kind of funny cuz it's like keeping the secret in this case doesn't really it it doesn't protect their safety. If anything, it could make them less safe because if someone figures out your secret and this person close to you doesn't know about it, they don't know people might come after them. Right. And they won't know why and all that stuff. You are protecting them from, like you said, like worrying about you or the stress and the strain of things or having themselves to uh, come up with, lies for you or protect you in certain ways so i mean you're protecting them in those ways but yeah they make it seem like it's a safety thing but ironically i mean she's just going off and she's doing the lowest lane like put myself in trouble and look oh the superhero is just gonna save me whenever i stick my my foot in my mouth so she's all she's still doing it just in a different way it's kind of weird and it's it's also very difficult to have someone as your support system when you're keeping everything from mm. them right like he's still like oh iris you're my friend and iris i want to be around you all the time and iris oh my god i secretly like her and at the same time you're literally not telling her about 90 percent of your yeah. life so it's not whatever it is that you want it's not going to work because you mm. have these gigantic barriers that are up and i i feel like i brought it up to you before um when it comes to like if a patient were keeping information away from you if the flash had a therapist and didn't tell the therapist he was the flash that therapist i feel like would have a very hard time yeah with him as a patient because he's he's coming in and it's like so how things been and he's just keeping literally everything a secret that's actually been going on 
And yeah, and I mean, I think that's a good comparison in some ways. Obviously, there are different types of relationships, but right. if I if I think of times where it would it would be impossible for it not to be picked up on, and and how it would probably be be picked up on is okay. There's a, there's something missing here. Not everything's adding up. There's something you're not. And, and the tricky thing is therapy is all about let's get to the core of things. So you'd literally right. be digging for the very thing he might not want to be sharing. Right. And then with now with relationships, it's not all about, you know, in therapy, it's all about the person getting therapy. So at least in these other cases, like you can balance it out. Oh, well, half of this is really supposed to be focused on Iris. So I can focus mm -hmm. on, on her needs and what's going on with her. But yeah, she's probably, especially given how close they are, how much time they spend together, all this stuff. Like she's gotta, there's, she's gotta know something is, is up. Right. Uh, that being said, she's perfectly happy being distracted, trying to figure out the flash. So um, you know, she's, she's got her own stuff going on that I think helped distract her from mm -hmm. really paying super close attention. Right. Um, but it, it is a good point and, and such a tricky place to be in. So what if you do have this really big, intense secret? And, and like you said, I, I think sometimes there are these big secrets that are easier to keep because it's like an event that happened or this moment in time. But this is his act. Like you said, it's a huge portion of his active everyday life and things going on for him. Right. So it would be a very tricky one to be able. And actually, I think when Arrow comes to town, he's essentially like, you don't get the girl. And I, I think it was hitting on these sorts of things where it's like, hey, if your identity being secret is, is a thing that you're going to do connecting with people can only go so far. And it made me think, because the thing is, it ends up affecting everything around you, because even Iris and Eddie, when they're dating, it comes mm. with, the secrets come between their relationship, because both oh, of yeah. them are keeping things away yeah. from each other. Both of them keep things away from each other, and it gets to this point where it's like, okay, this just isn't going to work. And eventually they keep like, will they, won't they? And of course, Eddie sacrifices himself at the end, which I'm not going to lie. That gonna... was insanely heartbreaking. Like I was I'm so upset. Eddie, Eddie got screwed. He did. So, so they like tell him who Barry is to help them out, but don't tell Iris. And then Iris like essentially breaks up with him because he won't share someone else's secret. Right. Oh, I know he got, he got, he got the raw, he got a raw deal. He got and a then raw he deal. Dies sacrificing himself because Barry Allen can't take care of his own stuff. Yeah. He got a, <laughs> yeah, he got a, he, he did. He, he got a bad, uh, a bad beat. He was a very sure. sweet character. He was, I, he was a good guy. He was yeah. never like, and the thing, what was so frustrating is I wanted to dislike him because you know, like, yeah. Oh, it's Iris West. Like surely like she's going to, yeah. she's supposed to end up with, with barry right and we know that but it's one of those things where it's like but there's this other guy and i'm like oh he's actually a nice guy i remember it used to happen in like in smallville lana never dated someone i like like whenever and it was but it was annoying because i knew all along like clark does not end up with lana he ends up with lois but of course 
we're going to waste time on this Lana thing for like six seasons before they finally like turn her into kryptonite and make her leave, which we'll talk Smallville later. But it's one of those, when you know that a character ends up with someone, it's frustrating Mm -hmm. when they're with someone else, especially when it's like someone that's like a complete jerk. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what was bad about Eddie was Eddie was just a nice guy. Was Eddie was a just nice a guy. And, he didn't like the Flash, but he had reasons. And they did such a looky loo too, because before you find out that Harrison, like who Harrison Wells is, they dropped that his name is Eddie Thawne, and I was oh, like, oh, right. yeah. oh, I do hate him. I do. <laughs> I knew I should hate him. And then, <laughs> then oh later, my god! And then yeah. the poor guy. He's essentially told you're the only son in history who isn't worth mentioning. That's like the worst insult ever. Wow. Wow. Yeah. But yeah. And going back, but yeah. And going back to the, 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 the secrets though, it, it make, because I kept trying to think about like what it was, what it's like whenever someone is going through something, Mm -hmm. but they can't just talk about it with someone. Yeah. And I know that you've dealt with patients with like uh, post-traumatic stress mm-hmm. and that's got to be like so heavy. Like I've had friends that were in the military and they talk, they, what they'll say is it was rough over there yep. and that's all they'll say. Mm-hmm. And I never push it because that's not something where it's like you, you don't want to push it, but you know, they've seen things they've gone through things that a regular human should never have yeah. to go through and they can't share it with you mm-hmm. and you but it's different because normally whenever someone doesn't share with you you have this tendency to want to kind of like hey mm-hmm. you can yep. talk to me you can yep. reach out to me but when it's on that level i'm like i am positive that even if you told me this i don't think i can help you all I can do is tell you to like, hey, reach out and get professional help. Reach out and get professional support because some secrets, there's, it is not on the level and for me to handle. Although it's difficult seeing someone keep their secrets. And I, I think that's, you know, you're hitting on something because we were kind of seeing it from, okay, Barry, why truly are you keeping this from Iris? But also, it is a sacrifice that he's making and and having secrets, things that you feel or have the reality that you cannot safely share for one reason or another is is detrimental to a person's health Mm -hmm. and and happiness. And it is so difficult. And um, yeah, you know, I, I think that there are all these different reasons that sharing can be helpful. And there are all these variations of what of what sharing can be so you can share about the essence of a situation without say sharing the details Mm -hmm. so that a person can connect and understand so for example i mean there's a difference between barry not iris has no idea he's he's the flash or a superhero versus you have friends where okay they've been in the military they've given me this general sense of things that's that's a greater level of sharing than right. Barry is doing, right? right? 
Um, and then there is, you know, maybe someone finds someone where they go into those details for one reason or another. Um, and sometimes that is useful, particularly if, if we can never share kind of those deeper pieces and, and how it's affected us, um, it can feel very isolating. It can almost feel like a, a secret and therefore it can feel dirty or shameful in some way. Um, and never mind, I mean, you were mentioning the military. So, um, for example, sometimes uh, people have participated in things that they are not allowed to talk about. Right. Oh, yeah. I didn't or, even think about like classified yeah. information. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Uh huh. So, and can you imagine later going to therapy and being like, so, okay, I, I, I how do I do this? Because you're so trained to keep, you know, um, right. and, or, um, it's not safe. So military sexual trauma is one example, but one of many, um, where unfortunately sometimes the systems or the people in those systems, um, are actively working against you and, and it was not safe in a number of different ways to like divulge. Um, so yeah, the, these things can be detrimental. And I think that's actually, I don't know if we've hit on that specific aspect before, mm -hmm. uh, about being a superhero or I guess even potentially super villain, depending on how you play it. Um, but the secrecy involved and how that could really eat away at you. Um, maybe we did with the heroes in crisis because mm -hmm. we talked about they need that place where they can let it go. And I loved that comic because right. it talked about, you want to see that your heroes have a place that they can be broken and they can talk about these things and connect. Um, and yeah, that, that's a super tricky thing. But, but like you said, Barry has people. The good news is he has people that works alongside him, but also Iris is someone he really cares about. And he spends a lot of time very disconnected from her with this side of his life. Yeah. Now, let me ask you a question because I know that like there are certain professions that like if someone tells you something, you're literally sworn to secrecy. Like you legally mm. cannot tell that. So is there like for people that have like classified information and stuff mm. like that, is there just no safe space for them to be so, completely open? You know what I mean? Because like, I yeah. know I think about like when people go to, con I'm sure people like, when they go to like things like confession at a, at a church mm, yeah, and yeah. they can say some things that are that could definitely be criminalizing. Right. Yeah, but yeah. depending on what it is, I, I don't think like, I think priests are like, I've sworn to secrecy. I do not tell anyone unless I think it's at a certain, yeah. a certain level. So I, have not worked any jobs where I would know how, you know, certain levels of secrets out there, um, what the rules are. But what I can speak to is the mental health professional side of things and just generally within healthcare. So there are, there are many things that, um, so you have, you have, at least in the United States, you have HIPAA, you have your, your privacy of your, mm -hmm. your healthcare and your records and whatnot. So I kind of go through a spiel with people. So what you do with me, it falls under confidentiality. Um, I am not going to share 
your information uh, with anyone outside of your healthcare team. Um, I, I do have notes for your records. Um, if there's anything that a person had concern about, I tend to try and keep those general mm-hmm. um, because uh, why put specific details if they're unnecessary? It just kind of is, it, it, if there was a legal situation, you could, there's such a thing as too much information, right? right. Um, so if there was anything in particular they were concerned about how it would be put in the record, I'd be happy to talk with them about it. Um, there are exceptions. So if there's immediate risk, um, to their own life or the life of someone else. Um, if there is risk of, if there's abuse or neglect happening for a vulnerable population. So, um, someone under the age of 18, the elderly, et cetera. Um, and then you could get, have bench warrants. So technically within the legal system, they can request records, that sort of thing. Um, and then I kind of talk through that with people because some people are like, yeah, okay, got it. Other people want to get into the specifics. Um, and things do vary from state to state in terms of what is considered immediate enough of a risk. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, like, we can't do anything unless someone is very actively um, acting, reacting in a way that, that there's a safety concern. Um it's kind of like being a teacher, like in, cause I've seen okay. things. You, yeah. Yes. So, yep. I've so seen things very, very, very similar. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so here's the thing with, um, if, if someone was like, Hey, I need to talk about something and there are these details and whatnot. I mean, they would really have to trust me right. and, and how I'm going to say right up in their record and this, that, and the other. Um, but, uh, my whole thing is that, you want the space to be as, as private as possible. So a person can truly work through what their struggles are, because if there is a risk to themselves or someone else, you want them working through that somewhere. Right. right? So that's part of why that structure is there is to try and make sure that you have as much privacy as possible. So people can divulge those things. Um, it, it sometimes it's tricky and you've got to consult with someone or sometimes you have to call adult protective or child protective services, or um, you have to do a welfare check or um, look at hospitalization or things like that. Um, but the ideal is that we can create a space where, yeah, you can talk about that stuff because keeping th- holding things in can be so hard. Right. It's very interesting looking at, like I said, when you compare and contrast Barry and uh, Oliver, uh, mm-hmm. because yeah, if, on, Ol- if Oliver went to therapy, right, uh, depending on what he said, you might have to report something, right? Definitely not with Barry, though. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I feel like kidnapping people and keeping them against their will. Yeah, I'd have to consult about that one. That's true. That's true. That's true. Right. Right. I think I, I, I'm not going to lie. I think Barry is failing his city a little bit more than Oliver's failing <laughs> his. Like, because the, the, the underground secret prison where they just keep people it, that it were affected with superpowers is horrible. Like, that's absolutely because it's such a, it's like a, it looks like it's maybe a seven by seven sale. Yeah. With just one plate glass window looking at nothing. Yeah. That's, I, I'll admit, yeah, I would kind of hope he he wouldn't talk about that part. 
Yeah, it would. It's pretty. It's pretty bad. I feel. I, oh man. I feel oh. like it's just the plot hole. I feel Dude. like it's definitely just the plot hole. Oh, I'm just thinking about how complicated this whole situation. Okay, so if I was Barry Allen's therapist, <laughs> okay, and then I found out he was the Flash. Okay, cool. Like you know, I'm not gonna tell anybody. Whatever. You know, like. Um, you know, we process through it and really emphasize like, wow, look at this trust you we've built here together. And, you know, like, that's okay. You know, I won't put it in the chart, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then I find out there's a secret prison and I'd be like, how do I, how do I, how, how do I go about, <laughs> about reporting this? Like, what is going to happen? I don't know what I to do. Even, like, who do you call? Right. What do you, do you, do you just put in an anonymous, I mean. I, I have no idea what you would do in that situation. No, no idea. I have to I have to call up the other superhero psychologist yeah. and be like, help me. Yeah. I don't know what to do here. No clue. Don't is there a hotline? I've got nothing. I don't know. Got nothing. Yeah. And so it's um but just like Arrow, how he kind of shifts things, Barry, I feel like takes a little bit longer because he does do some pretty heavy screw-ups like with mm -hmm. flashpoint everyone on earth gets affected by flashpoint like it's yeah it's pretty it's pretty heavy it's pretty rough um and i won't go into too much detail because i mean we've talked flashpoint before and see flashpoint i wouldn't be able to report that you wouldn't even know it happened <laughs> well even if you told me though i wouldn't be able to report that right there, there's no imminent risk to anybody and you would you it would be looked at more than anything if you went to like your boss and said, "Hey, listen, this this guy I know he ran back in time and he changed things, and this used to be this, and now it's this." Like if you had to not... tell someone this, they nope. would probably be like, "Is Doctor Brown okay?" More than, but see, <laughs> but see, that's already happened, right? But if it, but if. I knew that he was about to change the timeline. I don't know. Because, okay, so some people would probably die due to that. Right. Cisco's brother and, did. Oh, right. Yeah, so, hmm. But it's not, but that'd be like an indirect thing where it's like, you know about someone who like drinks and drives. It's like second or third degree. Yeah, it's something, yeah, it would be. But, it, but if you know. Involuntary but, manslaughter, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what he would be charged with. But at the same time, yeah, if I was on site and someone was intoxicated and they were trying to drive, we would stop. I, I, hmm, that's yeah. another one. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, if it had already happened, yeah, and he wasn't planning on doing it again, which is bullshit because it's Barry Allen and he he changes the timeline every Tuesday. Yeah. Um. Sometimes Thursdays. Um. But still, <laughs> like. That yeah, that's already happened. I can't I can't do anything about that. But so. yeah, it's just ironic though that like what he wants to do more than anything is get his father yeah. out of being wrongfully imprisoned and every single villain he takes down <laughs> he puts them in this underground prison just Yeah, they're guilty. I don't know if they're rehabilitated because they're never coming out of there. Like I don't like <laughs> Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not so good, and you know he doesn't seem super bothered by it. At least in season one, I can't remember if he. Nope. 
my favorite one my favorite one in season one is when he locks up the guy that used to bully him in school he's practically excited about it yeah he's like yeah it was me you'll never take my lunch money again (laughs) because you're in prison my prison underground and no one knows you're here like no one like it's like oh, oh wow okay barry yep he fastest puts the lotion on its skin. Yep, fastest man alive. There he goes, running, running Oof. to kidnap more people. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. All right, so you know Barry, positive. He's you know like good, got good energy. He bounces back. He's resilient with all the stuff with his dad. Like he's learning. He there's a. I mean, he like he he deals with a lot that first season. And he locks up people without any oversight. He's he's got some lessons to learn. I at, will even yeah, at that point. He definitely does. And I do want to say real quick, because I, I know we got a wrap, but kudos to everyone that found out that he was the Flash. They all handled it pretty well, considering. I would agree with that. They yeah. they all handled it pretty well. Eddie did the best he could with it. Joe. Yep. He was supportive. He was just like, keep my daughter out of this. Barry immediately didn't. <laughs> yeah, Barry kind of vastly goes back. He like does a push-pull thing a lot with Iris. Yeah. And it's annoying. But... Yeah, and he does that voice vibration thing that he only does with her. Like, and he does it with he does it with everyone until she finds out. Then he never does it again. It's like no one, no more disguising myself. <laughs> No more. Not I don't need to do that. Know. I don't need to do it anymore. Never. Not everyone can know. It's like the Mandalorian. It's like, I'm supposed to never take off my helmet. And so I do it twice per season. Like- <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for nerding out with us. I'm clinical psychologist, Dr. Amelia Brown. And I'm educator and comic aficionado, Keaton Hopkins. Check out my TV and movie reviews on YouTube at TeamJVS. Check out our website at bat-therapy.com, our Bat Therapy YouTube channel, and follow us on social media. And don't forget our Patreon page at patreon.com slash bat therapy. See you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.